Ladies and gentlemen, this is the free episode of the week. APFM, a podcast for men. How you doing? I'm doing all right. I'm not. Uh, I'm asking the audience. Oh, okay. Well, fuck I'm me. I'm asking them and allowing them to respond so that you know this parasocial relationship can develop. Like Dora the Explorer. Do they do that in that show? They do that in kids' shows. They like. Ask the audience and then pause. Yeah, have you never seen... Do- that's the whole thing. My Spanish teacher does that. <laughs> well, yeah, that's a cl- it's a class, though. It's a literal class. Yeah. Or, or, or do you mean, like, the online lectures? No, online lecture, he'll say something and then, like, pause as if we're repeating it. Ah, I see. Which, so you know, it literally you, is like Dora the Explorer. You're teaching, you're teaching a foreign language via... Can you say amigo? Yeah, it's not quite like that, but yeah, I mean, how else do you teach a foreign language via online class, you know? I couldn't, I I don't know any other Spanish besides Amigo. (laughs) Can you say Amigo? (laughs) In my my head, I was like, what's a funny thing that I can say for this bit, but I don't know anything in Spanish besides Amigo. I was at a party. apart Apart from the word for black, but I'm not sure if I can say that. I was at a party where this chick was like describing being chatted up by this guy who said he could speak Spanish. And she, he was like, I can speak Spanish. And he was like, she was like, no, you can't. And then he like whispered something in her ear, real sensual. And she ended up fucking him. And then it turned out, and she, she said the thing, I think, I think it was Barranquilla. She mispronounced it as well, which makes it even funny, funnier. Um, and I was like, oh no. And then she was like, so it turned out that word just means butter. He just said butter in Spanish. What's, and, what's the word? Barranquilla. But he just said that he didn't wasn't it wasn't like a sentence or anything. Uh, not by her story. Apparently, he just whispered in her ear the word for butter, and she said "barranquilla." That right? Because it has a double L, and you pronounce a double L like a Y. So if he pronounced it like that, then not only did he just say the word for butter, but he mispronounced it. Man, dude, that is imagine fucking a dude for saying not just one word but butter. Yeah. Yeah, it's a funny story though. Because I, th- I thought you were going to say that he like whispered a, a a very like a sexy sentence or whatever, and that one or over. Oh, not Barranquilla, Mantequilla. And then he fa- and then she found out that it was just like he had just found out a very sexy sentence to say, but he didn't actually speak Spanish. Well, Mantequilla. This is even is, funnier. Mantequilla is very like ooh. You could say that in a voice. I rate that Mantequilla as a. There you go. I rate that as a fart with reverb out of 10. Yeah, thing that I just like invent my own Spanish words. See, this is why I'm taking classes. So, when that so that dude managed to get laid off of the word butter. That is Mantequilla. I can hear that in like a you he know, wo- like he a- woke up the next morning and he was just like <laughs> just took a shit on the floor and left. <laughs> That's unrelated to the Spanish or anything like that, but that would just be funny. Yeah, she te- <laughs> she texts him like, "Hey, asshole! I just found out what you said. You don't yeah. know Spanish at all." And then he just replies with, <laughs> "Neither do you, amiga." And he's out. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. That's funny. Yeah, don't fuck dudes. First of all, you shouldn't... That's a bad reason to fuck a guy is because he knows Spanish. Loads of people who know Spanish well, are actually thi- dickheads. I mean, look, she... 
Yes, correct. But, but also, <laughs> but also, if you're if the test was, do you really know Spanish? Have him speak Spanish in like multiple sentences, not just one word. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll put it. Have this some way. fucking respect for yourselves, you fucking chatty cunts. I think the I think the next I think the next party I was at with her, I hooked up with her. So it was. Yeah, Good was, job, my brother. We rocking with you. Well done. I guess it's just like she's just letting it ride, you know? <laughs> just letting it just letting it flow. Yeah, dude. She's coming she's going out to the club just <laughs> Yeah. She's cool. She's a nice person. I should throw that in there. <laughs> I'm uh, such a sucker. <laughs> is that new? Yeah, I got a few. Mantequilla. I got Joe Rogan saying that he's a sucker. I've I've got uh, fucking chat. What else have I got? I've I we used to just have like you know the long Jordan Peterson one that's like bro bra dude. Yeah. I just got bra. <laughs> yeah, that's the best one. So I got bra bra. I've got two of them. If I pre- if I press them both together, bra. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's like a choir of bra. Bra bra bra. Very Up nice. Yours, woke moralists. I've got to, I keep forgetting to send you that Drake one. What what's the quote? We can do it we can do it live. We'll do it right now. I can go get my laptop and just send it to you, but it's um Drake from it's in Six God, him saying I'm about to say a true thing. I'm about to say a true thing. What? I'm so about it's to from say a, song. a true thing. Yeah. Okay. Uh what's it's the song called? Six God. I'll admit it, I'll admit it. Classic Drake. Watch your motherfucking tone, boy. Yeah, hurt, boy. Oh, here going on, motherfucker. That don't understand the concept of putting money first. I'm not a fan of Drake. Based on this alone, I'm not a fan. This song's great. I'm not. This was definitely from his tough guy phase, which is fake because he doesn't sound tough. Maybe I'm biased because I know, like, I know of Drake and I know that he's not tough in real life, but just the sound of this just doesn't sound tough. Yeah. Maybe it's the voice. I don't know. I remember, I remember it gruff. coming out in 2016 and it, you know, being... I think this was the album that got me into him. Right. Um, I don't really... Like, I don't know. I'm not going to be... Don't listen to Drake anymore. Like, there's a song that came out recently that has a Drake feature on it that I like the song and I like Drake on it, but he's, you know, he's a bit of a fucking loser. <laughs> and he's... It just anything he does is just fake. Like I think if you just take it with a grain of salt, that it's all just bullshit. He's not really anything that he says he is. Him doing like he just did a freestyle recently with um. Do you, did you hear? Surely you heard on TikTok that is it Central C with that guy doing the freestyle over um the Let Me Blow Your Mind sample. How could it be homophobic? My bitch is gay. Like that no. was that. That Actually, was, that does sound familiar. That was on. Do, 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 do. How could I be homophobic? My bitch is gay. That was everywhere for a while. Um, he just did a freestyle with him, and Drake's just doing his fake British patois again. Like, that's not your accent, son. How can I be homophobic? My bitch is gay. Hitman in a top trash. See a man topless. Even a stick is gay. All right then. Yeah, it's it's not good. No. It's just using a very good sample. All right, so I'll add this to my. I'll add the song to my drop potential playlist. And nice. Maybe I'll open that up so that people can put stuff in there. Drop potential. Actually, no, I don't want people filling it up with shit. <laughs> but I've got. 
Just various videos of people using the N-word on YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> I've got... All right, so I've got this Yo, one here. You better win your fight because I'm coming on your ass, boy. I'm coming for that ass. What Pause. I, I thought it was a nickname. It's too late for pause, man. Yeah. There's one I think of Michael Chandler saying he's going to come down his throat. Oh, yeah. That rocks. Michael Chandler. I think that's it, yeah. All right. I'm uh I'm ready to just go out there and and yeah it'll be nice to check those kicks it'll be nice to it'll be nice to just eat those kicks let him throw the kicks let him, let him throw the kicks to no avail realize he's he's uh he's kicking the leg of a determined individual who's gonna come come down his throat and uh and take what's his. <laughs> um, I don't know that that's a good drop. But nah, it is, it's not it's not good for a drop, but it is a funny video. I'm coming on your ass. Is <laughs> I'm, it? I'm is coming the, on your ass is much better. Al Jermaine really fucked that one up. I've also got this one. This is just for me. Because you drive a Subaru. I drive a Subaru because I'm gay. <laughs> there you go. That is the lesbian car. Why is that? I don't know. I don't know any lesbians. I used to know a lesbian. Same. Yeah. We had an argument during COVID about COVID-related things. Right. Must have already been a tenuous friendship anyway because that argument wasn't actually that severe that it should have ended the friendship. So, you know what, what I mean? Like, what was the what was the premise? You don't have to get into, like, too many specifics about the no, person. No, it was just, it was like, like, she was... She started to go down the route of, like, posting stuff on social media about how bad and tyrannical the lockdowns were. And it was basically because right. she'd met a chick, I guess, online over east and wanted to fly over there and see this chick. And it's like, that's not important. The fact like, that I can't get pussy is a violation of my rights. I mean, pretty much that's, you know, and I didn't even go that hard on it, but that was pretty much where I was coming from. Like, you just want to go see someone like that's just put it all into context. But you know, it, it was, it was a stupid argument. Like, what I do you mean? I can't finger blast her. Up I, yours, <laughs> I shouldn't have started it anyway. Um, I think there was already, like, tension in the friendship, so that was just like a, almost like an excuse argument where we both left the friendship after that. Do you ever, you ever had things like that where it's just like the the straw that breaks the camel's back is not even really that, um, uh, I mean, it's not that heavy, it's straw, you know? Uh, I guess. I mean, I've had friends and then just, like, never spoken to them again after, like, some conversation. I had a friend who, uh, to be fair to her, she was going through, like, a lot of stuff, but I took it very personally that she had, like, ghosted me for ages. Or, like, yeah, because, um, so the argument was basically just me being in my feelings about her having, like, ghosted and, uh... Yeah, just like not not messaging me back or anything like that, and then just sort of like floating back into my life, like, "Hey, what's going on? How have you been? Whatever." I'm like, "Where were you? I was worried you like because before she stopped messaging me, she was I was aware of like some stuff, and then just like zero contact at all, and then I find out later that she'd gone through like she'd had a kid. There was like a whole situation there, so I'm de- I'm definitely in the wrong for being like the one who had a shitty attitude about it." Um, but yeah, the way we left things was all, all right. Um, I eventually like apologized for being a dick, but then we just never really spoke again. You screwed it. Yeah. You screwed that one. Yeah. Just that goes to show just never be offended at anything. Yeah. Just like stop caring. Yeah. You fucking you f- never, never be offended <laughs> by anything. Your, fr- your friends haven't messaged you in ages. Who cares? Just grow up. Okay. Uh, so do we want to talk about Twitter? 
for a second. I want to talk I about I don't Twitter. know what app or website you're talking about. I want to talk about Twitter for a second. Uh it's it's bad at the moment. It's very slow. Keeps crashing or buffering or whatever. And it's also called X now, which is dumb. This is what I'm saying. I don't know. I don't know a Twitter. It's still called Twitter.com, which is hilarious. The app is still called Twitter. And apparently there's like... There's probably already a porn site called X.com. Uh, there's X videos. Go to X.com and see where that... Actually, there's a Wikipedia article on X.com. X.com. Do-do-do-do-do. There's XCOM.com. Nah, that's bad. I don't think there is an X.com. What? That seems ridiculous. Well, X.com is what Elon Musk wanted to create, wanted to make PayPal into. Do you know the story? No. So when he bought PayPal, because um, Elon Musk famously hasn't invented anything. He just, no, he just... He just buys out companies. With slave money. Yeah. Emerald so, mine money. So he bought PayPal ages ago and then wanted to call it into... Uh, they wanted to turn it into X.com and then apparently the board of directors forced him out of the role of CEO because that was a terrible idea and it stayed PayPal. And that's the whole story. So now this whole X, like turning Twitter into X thing is doubly hilarious because he's basically just making up for the fact that the idea he had for the cool X website uh, just got shot down by people who know more about him more more than him about running how to run a business. How to run a business in ways other than just hype alone. Well, yeah, how to run a business in a way other than just like a vanity project for your own ego. Because like, as cool as the letter X is, far be it from me to disparage the letter X. Yeah, the letter X is cool. It's definitely the best letter. I like how they say it in Mexico. Followed closely by uh, Z. Mexico, you know? Z is definitely a, a cool, a, the second coolest letter. Yeah, Z's pretty cool. What's the next coolest letter? Um, Q is cool. Q is cool. Q's cool. A little bit. I don't know if it's improved or worsened by its association with QAnon. I think but, it makes it cooler. But Q is cool. It's a bit, yeah. It's mysterious. So anyway, um, I wouldn't name a company just X, and I wouldn't name a website X dot com. It's kind of silly. And now the fact that he's renamed Twitter to X and like I think likes are called like with an X now. So L I X E. Licks. Yeah. Licks. And then retweets are just reposts, which is funny. Couldn't figure out something for that. I think people were gonna as, they, as, people were speculating that it was gonna be re X's. So you, it's not a tweet, it's an X. And it's it's likes. With a with an X. So this is what happens when the name has nothing to do with the business. Yeah, has like, nothing to do with the functionality. Has nothing to do with who's using it or what it's for. It's just the cool thing that you thought of that you because you're a fucking Gen X moron. It's a cool letter though. It's like something a twelve year old would come up with. It is. So yeah, X dot com brackets PayPal. The idea, yeah, the idea was basically just have an online bank. Surely x.com redirects to PayPal then if you put it in the search engine. Um, yeah, so it redirects to Twitter. All right, so they've done that well at least. But it's still called twitter.com 
in the but in, at least at the, least they've got the redirect so they've the they've you know phase one of the rebrand complete and, no one else can just buy it and make it a porn website uh apparently uh you, you know what he's probably owned it for a while now that i think about it if that yeah, was his idea for paypal he's he probably, probably has he's probably it. been keeping that warm for a while yeah Oh yeah! Apparently they're going to be in hot water because uh, Microsoft owns X, like as a social media thing, or as no, as a brand, not as a social media thing, but as a brand because of like Excel and others. They own X. Well, just as isn't a, capitalism cool? Just as a brand icon, you can't just have an app that's an X. I don't think. Sort of like how the Facebook F is. Uh, that would be copyrighted. Yeah, you can just have an app that was a little lowercase F. Or maybe you could. I don't know. I don't know about these things. I'm not smart like Elon. Nah, I'm sure he thought nah, it all through. Nah, 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 I'm sure he thought it all the way through nah, when he decided nah, nah, to rename his social media company. No, 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 no. Got that, I think, Rod Stewart song stuck in my head. You know? If you think I'm sexy. I'm wondering if I could turn this into a drop. Will you be showing your... I hope you've been showing your pussy tonight, baby, because I will be wanking my cock when you get fucking naked. Are we, do you think there's drop potential there or is it just funny in and of itself? I'll play it again just so that people at home understand where we're coming from. Will you be showing your... I hope you've been showing your pussy tonight, baby, because I will be wanking my cock when you get fucking naked. It's funny where it does and I, doesn't cut as well because, like, he, he flubs the line initially. He flubs the line initially and then he cuts it too late at the end if he doesn't finish the word naked. He cuts it too early, man. Yeah. I reckon just because I'll be wanking my cock. <laughs> if you want a nice concise drop to just put in there. Yeah, I might put that in there for Ellen. I don't know if you put cos or just I'll be wanking my cock. Let me l- listen again. Will you be showing your... I hope you've been showing your pussy tonight, baby, because I will be wanking my cock when you get fucking naked, baby, because I will be wanking my cock. I think I'll keep because. Because I'll be wanking my cock. Yeah. I think, um... Because I'll be wanking... I'll find find a reason for that. I'll find a reason to drop that in there. Might be a while. You might forget. You might forget that it's... I'm sexy. You know, I've, I've managed to find a use for this. Exploding milk porn. That comes up very occasionally, but it's there. Come on, baby, let me know. Anyway. Do you know that song? Uh, I know of it. Yeah. I don't know it intimately. What's the first song you learned all the lyrics to? <laughs> Probably a fucking Weird Al song or something. That is actually a good point. I think the first st- song I learned all the words to was... Uh, the one he did about Star Wars, the saga begins. There you a go. A long, long time ago. To uh, what is it? In a American, galaxy, American Pie. Yeah, in a galaxy far away, etc. Long, long time ago. That stuff is. It's uh, so deeply cringy to me that I used to be such a weird owl head. What's wrong with um? Because what's wrong with weird owl? The way that I get into things is by getting like pretty obsessively into them, and so if I get into the wrong thing, then it's like, oh, now you're into some cringy crap, big time. A long, long time ago, in a galaxy far away, Naboo was under an attack. He used to be cute. 
He used to look like the guy from Bored to Death. Who's that? What's that guy's name again? Jason Schwartzman. Yeah, Jason. Jason. Damn, that is a long name for just two syllables. That's too long for two syllables, bro. You got to lose some of those consonants. S C H W. Schwartz. He's got two. He's only got two vowels, and they're both A's. The rest are just consonants. That's a mess. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. He's got eleven letters. <laughs> he's got eleven letters in his surname, ladies and, and gentlemen. And none of them are X. Yeah. <laughs> this is great radio. Yeah. <laughs> Listening to me t- count the, the number of letters in Jason Schwartzman's name. It's got. Twelve letters in his name. Twelve. Or is it eleven? Eleven. Eleven. <laughs> it's almost twelve. <laughs> May as well be twelve at this point. Yeah, if he had an extra N, two N's. People have got double N's. I was about to say, you should have a double N on there. Yeah, do it. Change all your, change all your stationery. Lengthen all of your stationery. <laughs> <laughs> By a millimeter. Um, yeah, so it's just Twitter's not loading at all because it's... Like dog shit. Apparently, they fired eighty percent of their staff. So shit's going well down there, down there at old Twitter headquarters. Who cares? Let it die. Whatever. What are we, what are we going to post on then? Let it die. I don't post on Twitter. That's fair. I post in the comments on Instagram. <laughs> What's the Twitter alternative? Threads. I mean, yes. Now, yeah, there's that. But Threads is boring. Maybe it's just because it's a new app, but it's extremely boring. Yeah, I mean, more people will migrate over to it. I wondered when Facebook launched that how long they'd had and how much of it they'd had uh, prepared. I mean, it functions fine. It's just like there's the con- maybe it's because I haven't been on there as much and the algorithm doesn't know me very well, but it's just very boring. No, I, ju- but, I mean, maybe, but just like how long and how much do they have ready waiting for the right moment to launch it, like when Twitter was weak? Right. Because it seems very functional, right? Like it may not have all the – it may not be as exciting as Twitter because it doesn't have the user base just yet, but it's come out a pretty clean functional app, which makes you think it wasn't rushed. It wasn't – it was opportunistically released, but it wasn't opportunistically developed, or did they put it together and kind of, all right, we're going to – I'm sure it was opportunistically – uh, released. I'm sure that they timed it. They tried to time it as well as they could. Yeah, and they did. They timed it just as Twitter was like, I don't think there's any other moment where they could have got that many people converted over or, or at least, you know, doubling their accounts on threads as well as uh, as Twitter mm. as as when they did. The other alternative, of course, is Parler. Does Kanye still own Parler? I don't know. The last thing I heard was that he bought it off. Was it Candace Owens' husband that, that owned it? Yeah. Man, she really milked that relationship quite well. Good for her. Good job, my brother. We rocking with you. I bet she would love Dr. Umar. Oh, wait, no. Kanye West isn't buying Parler after all. Fair enough. Ah, he pulled the old Elon move. Well, because he was... Say you're going to buy something. Well, I don't know that he signed anything. So, like... Yeah, not as bad as Elon did where he said that he was going to buy it so hard that he ended up having to buy it. Yeah, that shit was... That was hilarious. Yeah, of course. Greatest businessman of all time. What is the deal? Why do people like him so much? Is it just because he's autistic and people see themselves in him? Like weird nerds on online are like, oh my God, he's literally me. I think like, so there's a lot of 
average people, like this has been my experience. When I say average, I mean not chronically online. Right. Who just kind of know him as the guy with the Teslas and the guy with the rockets. And he just seems like a futuristic businessman who. Yeah, he's, gonna, like, he's he, like real life Tony Stark. He's going to save the world by having electric cars and he's going to take us to Mars. They just know the very broad contours of, you know, his, his PR uh, persona. Um, and they don't know anything about, like, they don't know that he didn't buy any of the businesses. They don't know that he's a bad businessman. They don't know that, you know, where, where he got his money from or his parents or anything like that. They don't know any of that stuff. So all they hear is some generally good things about this. Oh, what an eccentric billionaire. He seems pretty cool. And because of that, he's an aspirational figure because, oh, he started these companies uh, wrong, but people think he started these companies and he made all this money, and now he does really cool futuristic things that are going to make humanity better. Like not people, only, people not, really think that he's going to, or that he is improving like human existence, which is insane. Yeah, not only did he not start Tesla, he bought the rights to the title of founder, and now the people who literally founded Tesla, they can't describe themselves as the founder of Tesla. That's in their contract, which is nuts. Not only did he just like straight up not yeah, make the all, company. Yeah, because all he, he, like early on, I don't think at the very inception, but quite early on, he did like throw down a few million dollars behind people that were already, had already started it and were already doing it. And then once he did that, he was like, that makes me the founder. <laughs> I'm the founder now. Yeah. Because I bankrolled some of it. Very, very strange man. Yeah. I think that the, there are, so there's the, like broadly two kinds of fans, right? There's the aforementioned fan that's just like... He's cool. He's Iron Man. Yeah, they just know the general kind of stuff. They don't know any bad things to put them off. And then there's a diehard Elon is based winning the culture war kind of fan who've heard everything and they either don't believe or don't care about the negative things. And they think that he, yeah, is is based and red-pilled and cool. So cool. You also like... I don't know. I'm sure he's. I'm sure he is like very smart in real life. But the like the perception is that he's like some sort of super genius, and I think that's just the autism. I think that's just just the way he talks. Is he, like people assume because he talks that way. He's a genius. Yeah, people assume that he's like this like whiz kid, uh, super genius, and that he's like he's in the lab making the Teslas. He's designing. Yeah, pretty much. He's designing the batteries when he's probably just a like. To the extent that he's in the lab, he's telling the engineers they can't go home until something's done. Yeah. And that's management. I keep, I'm reminded of the, the Bill Burr bit about um, Steve Jobs where it's just like, yeah, he's, just, he's just walking in the room eating some pretentious fruit like a pear. Like, yeah, I want, uh, I want my entire music collection in, in this thing. Get on it! Visionary. Yeah, Steve Jobs is another one where it's like, look, I, I understand that like for... You need a hype guy. You do need a hype guy. And like having a creative vision and having, you know, engineers and whatnot who execute it. Like that's, I'm not saying that's a bad thing, um, but you do have to kind of like, you know, you, yeah, I don't know. You, I guess I would just want people to kind of factor it all in when they, it's like people just can't have a nuanced opinion on someone. It has to be like, oh, Steve Jobs, he's a genius. Oh, Steve Jobs, Apple sucks. Like, you know what I mean? Or yeah. he didn't he didn't do anything. All right. Let's do some 
coveted React content? Or do we want to talk about UFC? One we can talk about it. Uh, I don't know there's a lot to talk about, but we just watched UFC something. UFC... 291. UFC 291, Poirier versus Gaethje for the BMF belt. First of all, you've only just been introduced to the BMF belt. What do you make of it? Uh, I don't get it. I don't get the, the point of it. Um... Because it's basically who's the baddest motherfucker, right? It's like who's... Yeah. Based on the Mike Tyson voiceover, it's supposed to be like who's the most aggressive or the most dominant fighter. And it makes sense that Mike Tyson would be saying that because he's notorious... He was a champ. Well, he was notoriously brutal. Yeah. Like he would just come in and demolish people in like, you know, 30 seconds. He was, you know, a freak of his time. But he there wasn't like a belt for it. If that kind of that kind of title feels like the, oh, there was a belt. It was the championship belt. Well, that's the thing is that like it like being getting the bad motherfucker title just feels like something that they should it should either be a vote or it should be a thing that the UFC does kind of like the um what's what's the ESPYS. What do you mean? I don't know what that is. It's like a sports awards night. No, I mean um oh yeah maybe that but like what's the thing that uh, Alexander Volkanovsky is. He's, oh, the p- pound for pound. Yeah, pound for pound. Well, that's like, the thing. They have the pound for pound. Well, yeah, but they it should, have belts. They should have something like, like pound for pound, like the guy who's the most dangerous. So maybe it's like the most amount of uh, like head trauma caused <laughs> total. Well, like if you're gonna most CTE. Well, yeah, if you're gonna do that, if you're gonna have a title for who's like the baddest, then you might as you might as well just have uh, you know, you should base it on some sort of metric, like the guy. Uh, Derek Lewis, that guy has like the most knockouts. Apparently. Yeah, most KOs. He's got the most KOs. I'm pretty sure Charles Oliveira still has the most submissions. Yeah, you've got Khabib, who's like undefeated. Yeah, undefeated. So that rocks. Oh yeah, McGregor's like the highest paid of all time. Yeah. So most p- uh, pay per view viewership. Yeah, and so like you could there's there's so you already have these records. You've got these records, these titles, or this kind of like you know rep. Uh, reputation type, um, yeah. So Lewis, Lewis has got twenty two wins by knockout. How sick was that flight? Like the size of this man. Yeah, I think the limit for that weight category is one hundred and twenty kilos ish. Yeah, two twenty two. I forget what the pounds is. Um, but anyway, heavy man just flying through the air, knee first, and smashing that guy in the face. Yeah, so the BMF is stupid. Islam was right. It's a belt for people who can't win the championship. It was originally fought for by Nick, no, Nate Diaz and Jorge Masvidal, two people who were never champions. I thought you were going to say Nick Nolte for a second. <laughs> Nick Nolte, he fought for it. And you already have other statistics that make someone the best, like most knockouts, most submissions, highest pay-per-view, like... those things already exist. So what exactly is the baddest motherfucker? Oh, well, they're just the baddest. Like, it it doesn't mean anything. They're not the best fighter. They don't win. They don't have the most wins. They don't have the most wins by a certain method. It's it's just stupid. How do you even decide who gets to fight in that? Because this was a rematch between two guys, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, it was once Jorge, uh, do they say resigned? Once he retired, that's right. Right. 
I don't know why I struggled with that word. Um, once he retired, the belt, I guess, was up for grabs because he was the one that held it since his last fight with Diaz. And it's like, who, who cares? It's just, there's nothing. It's made up. So these two could have had a rematch anyway. And I was looking forward to seeing them fight. The first one was good. They're both good fighters, although, and this will show the amount of time that I've been like really into the UFC, which is relatively not very long at all. My first pay-per-view was Oliveira versus Markachev. And around that time, I was running through Oliveira's career on Fight Pass. And so my introduction to both Gaethje and Poirier was him beating them handily. So they were always, to me, just two guys that Oliveira... Two lesser... Yeah, just two, two lesser dudes, fighters. Two dudes that Oliveira just washed. Um, but they are good. And their first fight was good. And their second fight was good as well. Um, Gaethje had a great kick, which... Joe Rogan would not shut up about being exactly the same as the uh, Leon Edwards kick of Kamaru Usman, which you didn't seem to see when they replayed that. Uh, what? Well, no, I saw it. I just like, who cares? It's is it just? Did he just like name another random fighter, or is that the same? Is that the previous guy? No, that's just he's just saying the it was way- exactly like a different kick. Yeah, that's weird. Hit I've- it behind a punch and then kicked. That is crazy, the autistic level of like. I think that it happened at the same place, though. I think that that does kind of add some kind of tie, but it's it's tenuous. I love Joe's Rain Man commitment to UFC. I was saying that's like. I love how he calls out, like, that's a triangle. That's what that is. I'm having a second, like, wave of appreciation. Having a second wave of appreciation for Joe these days, because while he's getting more and more whack on his podcast. I still like him doing the UFC, so I just don't listen to any recent episodes of his podcasts because he sucks and he has guests on that suck, and then they suck each other off in a sucking way. And uh, I just listen to him know what he's talking about for once on UFC because he does know what he's talking about when it comes to grappling and things like that. I just miss that he doesn't have as many freaks on anymore. On uh, his podcast? Yeah, I think the Alex Jones one was the last one I watched in full. The second one? Yeah, the four-hour like four, one. Yeah, four hours. <laughs> yeah, that one. That's the last one that I remember watching all the way through. I think the rest of them I've just seen like Yeah, you could be right. I mean, I like that That could be me as well. That could be the last one that I saw. Maybe I'm a way. hipster, but post-Spotify, it's just not the same. No. Nah. Who else was on the cards? So we had Matthew Sel- Sem- Semmelsberger? Semmelsberger. Semmelsberger versus, I don't even know how to pronounce this. I told you he would win. The Doctor or whatever his nickname Euros is. Euros Medic. Because his name is Medic. Well, Medic. Med- but Medich. maybe that's why he went with the Doctor. But he's not a Doctor. He's a Medic. But Medics aren't even Doctors. It doesn't make sense. Mm. Anyway. So what do you think of that fight? Yeah, that was good. I, I, liked, thought th- I thought he would win a Serbian guy called the Doctor with that hairline. I was like, this combination <laughs> absolutely means this man's going to win. Um, yeah, Samuelsberger, like, the, I like how he has three different hairstyles at once. He has the mullet. He has the long hair sort of deal. He and had, then he's got he, the braids up through the middle on the top. Yeah, the ponytail braid. It was great. He had a lot going on there. Yeah. Not fight-wise, he did not have a lot going on. He started well. He started really well. And then just, like, I don't know what happened. He either got tired or he got scared or, you know, he just something just didn't click because he started off, like, very aggressive. Um, he, he seemed like he knew what he was doing and then just the rest of the fight, they were kind of just dancing around a little bit. 
Mm. When did it end? It ended in round three. Yeah. And it was a TKO. Yeah. It was a stoppage. It wasn't a, a decision. That guy really, really bounced back from the first round and took the whole thing. That's the one where, like, he kept trying to get him down, but, like, there wasn't any, like, I think Salemsberger's uh, ground game wasn't very good, or am I mixing that up with something else? Yeah, who cares? Yeah. Uh, Those first two women at the front, they sucked. Yeah? Yeah. I don't think I watched that all the way through. Nah. I was, I, I got up late. Yeah, they were no good. That was a boring fight. What was the best fight? I mean, the Derek Lewis thing was a short fight, but it was just like, whoa, holy shit, like, what the fuck just happened? Just running out there and kneeing the dude. Um, I liked the uh, Ferguson Green fight. That was just kind of sad to me. Like, I don't have any personal attachment to Tony Ferguson, but, like, he's a bit of an OG. Yeah. Like, he's been around for a while, and it was just, like, one of those, like, you're a bit too old for this kind of fights. To be fair, he got poked in the eye. Yeah, it's true. That was a bit of a bullshit eye poke. I don't know what the deal is when you throw a punch and then your hand opens. I don't know if that's a thing that can happen. He just he didn't even throw he he threw like Bobby Green this is threw an open hand out as if to push him away on the face and it's like But he, I saw he you can't his, do that. He had a fist and then his hand <laughs> opened last minute. Yeah, not good. Could have been a point deduction. But even if it was a point deduction, Ferguson got finished, you know? Yeah. So even a point deduction wouldn't have helped. And I'm looking at the rounds here. It's pretty. It's pretty much green all the way. Ah well. Does it have the judges' scores on there? Not the scores, but like total strikes. Oh right, all the total stats. strikes, takedowns, rev, uh, sig strikes. What are they? Significant strikes. Yeah. Anyway. Full fight. Pretty much green all the way through, which is crazy to me. Someone who doesn't know as much about that kind of stuff, because it looked like Ferguson was doing really well all the way through. Maybe I wasn't paying enough attention. And then you had the dude... What annoyed me was uh, the Darius Flowers-Jake Matthews fight where he got... The guy with the Gracie tattoo. Yeah, like, why... I I need to know more about this Flowers guy. I don't know how you end up with uh, a tattoo of the the Gracie logo on your chest if you're, one, not a Gracie, and two, really bad at grappling, as far as I can tell from that fight. Like, he was not... He was not crushing it, jujitsu-wise. Nope. Like, and I would expect a dude who's got a gigantic tattoo. It's not like a little tat on his shoulder or whatever. It's like taking up. It's like a big super, chest piece. Yeah, it's like a Superman logo on his chest, and his grappling was just balls. I wonder if anyone's done like a Superman Gracie cross tattoo. You know? What do you mean? Like the Superman S inside a Gracie triangle, or like some kind of oh. like. Horrific, some kind of <laughs> horrific, like amalgamation of those things. Yeah, that'd be pretty embarrassing. Yeah, he's got to get that lasered off now. I mean, he did better than Cron Gracie. Remember that guy? No. How do you spell that? It's just K R O N. I'm pretty no. sure we watched his fight, and all he did was just keep like falling down and pulling guard. Oh wait, yeah, I think I remember this guy. Ah oh, well, the Gracies are good at jujitsu. They're not known for their MMA. I wonder what their uh, evolution of the of this sport has been post MMA. I mean, it, they may have just kept doing the same thing, and then you know, they they got some fame and attention by Hoist Gracie through the early stages of UFC when no one knew how to defend jujitsu. Yeah, and then once the sport became a bit more um, complete, they seem to have just cycled out of it. 
and just continue to be well known for jujitsu, not for MMA. Yeah, but like, I don't know. There's a guy who Joe Rogan goes on about who's, I think that might be his coach, but that guy, he's missing some fingers. So he developed a style of jujitsu that doesn't require fingers as much. And that went on to be like the basis for no-gi jujitsu. So like the Gracies are known for just traditional gi jujitsu, whereas like no-gi is relatively new and mostly obviously mostly used in MMA. I don't know how much evolution the Gracies are contributing no-gi to or contributing to no-gi. Gi, like you sent me a video of like those submissions in like the turtle position. It's like they all depend on wearing a gi or having a belt. <laughs> oh, no, I sent that to you so that I, so that I could save that because I was in the wrong profile. I was signed into the wrong profile and I couldn't save it to the thing I wanted. But it's just, that's kind of, that sucks. They're cool. Choking a dude out with your own belt? I want to try that. Because my belt is long on me. I've got, I like, I'm a size Yeah, eight. but you're not wearing your, a belt that's like that when you're, excuse me, let me get my belt out of my pants. Well, you know, obviously they wouldn't be practical in a, like a street fight. Yeah, exactly. But I'm like, the plan for me is to compete in gi jiu-jitsu, mm. so it would be useful. And I just like the idea of choking a guy out with my belt. I guess as a sport, it's like, oh, you couldn't do that if you didn't have a soccer ball in front of you. You couldn't, you couldn't get that goal <laughs> if you didn't have a soccer ball. Like, you know. So I guess. Also, there's like, loads of shit that happens in UFC that you could just like, you could just stomp on the dude's head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why aren't they stomping on each other? Why aren't they gouging each other's eyes out? But there are, there are sports out? that are closer to or more applicable to actual fighting. Yeah, like that um, thing that I think. I think you did show me that, the, like, bare knuckle, the underground street fighting thing. Yeah, that's fucking insane. That rocks. They're fighting on concrete. That's, like, it's so bad. Absolutely asking for someone to die. And it it must be for shit all money as well. Yeah, it would just be, like, I, I think it's just people who like to fight. I don't think you yeah. would ever do that. I don't think you would ever do that for money. Yeah. Because it can't be that much. No, absolutely not. For the risk. Or it is a lot of money because it's, it's, a, it's a massive black, risk. Or it is, it, maybe it is a lot of money because it's like a black market thing and people pay for that. Like how much would you pay to go see two dudes fuck each other up? I wouldn't. No? Well, aren't you a good egg? No, it's just like that's not exciting to me. Yeah, watching two people just like, yeah. I, I have know. small dick energy. Where did, that, where did that come from? I don't know where that came from. <laughs> it is funny though like what's the line or, or or like you can even see it in the ufc right like someone gets knocked out and the commentators are like oh he knocked him out that was a clean shot blah blah blah, blah. and then moments later they're like you know hopefully he's okay or oh yep he seems to be finding his way to the stool you know and like that and they start like caring about the fighter who's been knocked out yeah. And it's just such a weird balancing act of like, we want the most, you know, crazy thing to happen. Yeah. Ethics, the ethics of MMA is, is something that gets, uh, like, I don't know if you follow, uh, philosophy of sports at all. No. Ah, oh, lame. It's fun actually. But, um, yeah, philosophy in, in philosophy of sport, things like the ethics of combat sports is talked about a lot because, you know. They're adults, they're fully aware of what's going on, but they're dam- they're volunteering to damage themselves and damage other people. Like, is this ethical? And 
when you look at the demographics of the kinds of people that end up doing combat sports, it's very rarely people who come from very privileged backgrounds. Very, very rarely. Um, because, you know, if you're a rich kid and you've got a lot of potential and you go to good schools and you do well, you don't need to give yourself brain damage to earn money. Like, you can do a martial art as, like, a, a hobby or whatever, if that's your thing, but getting into combat sports professionally, like, most of these guys end up with, like, horrific brain damage. They end up with all sorts of crazy injuries that just, like, cripple them for their entire lives. Um, it's, like, what do you think the, the ethical standards should be for something like that? Is it just I mean, all fair game because they know? It's It's... Is it not as unethical as any sort of labor under capitalism, like people putting their, I mean, their the, body on the line and it's in a more extreme way, sure, but they're putting themselves out there for financial reward and for the, in this case, the entertainment of others or whether it's the entertainment or the, the, the provision of a product to other people, the product being the, the fights, well, the entertaining I, fights. I don't think that it's directly comparable because even dangerous jobs have like safety standards and they continually update those safety standards so that they're less dangerous jobs. Like even... Uh, like Which you, MMA has done, but it is still a, you know, sport yeah. where you can get your arm broken or your brain damaged or whatever. Yeah, like the... Or if you think about something like boxing where you get much more CTE because it is just punching, like... You can, you know, you can update the rules so that you don't have to do... So they used to do limitless rounds. It was just whoever wins. And then I think it was like 10 rounds and now they're down to, I think, like the three to five rule. Um, I think the rounds have also gotten shorter over time as well. So like you can update things like that. But at the end of the day, they are still punching each other in the head. Mm. And like, I don't know that you could update boxing to be less harmful to a person's body at this point. I think it's probably as safe as it's going to get unless you start getting to wear headgear. But even then, like the nah, your heads, then look at the NFL, your head's getting shaken. Around. Yeah. NFL as well. That's another example. Like NFL is a different, that, that there is a good argument that that's slightly, that's unethical as well because of all the physical damage that they undergo, particularly at like a collegiate level where they don't get, uh, paid very well or at all, I don't think. I don't know if college sports... If college, I don't think they do. I'm pretty sure there's like a a movement now to try and get them paid. Pay college football players receive enough remuneration for their contributions to the university. <laughs> Says fucking who? The NCAA has determined that most collegiate football players receive enough remuneration for their contribution to university as they... Dot, 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 can attend school for the school of their choosing on full scholarships. So basically the payment you get is access to the university if you're on a scholarship. But if you're not on a scholarship, then you don't get paid. I mean, that's not even really payment. That's just the opportunity to go to uni. And in, in return, you get brain damage and fucked up knees. So like, that's definitely not cool. I don't know, like how much, how much damage do you think is, should a person be allowed to inflict upon themselves before it becomes unethical to to watch as a sport or to profit off of if you're a, a league. wonder how many, like, pro UFC, pro MMA chuds there are out there who are anti-trans, anti, you know, people doing that to their own bodies. Oh, probably a lot. Yeah. Why does it matter? It doesn't matter. It's just a funny thought. But why is it funny? Elaborate. I mean, because of the inconsistency there. So if you can support something like MMA... Yeah. 
then you're supporting the notion of these people having this bodily autonomy, even if it's like clearly detrimental to their bodies and minds to participate in this thing. Right. And if you're for that, but you're against trans people on this sort of grounds that it's an unnatural thing to do to a body or that you shouldn't be doing that, we shouldn't allow teenagers to do it or whatever. Um, when it gets into the children sort of category, that's when it is a bit kind of... That's the thing that I don't think that people who are anti-trans, maybe the really hardcore anti-trans people are just like, you know, none at all. But I think for the most part, people would say that you should be allowed, if you're an adult, you should be allowed to do whatever you want with your body. The main contention that anti-trans people have is... But they would probably still think they're freaks, right? And it's like, well, who's a bigger freak? Someone who like got some tits or someone who gets their head beat in for a living? Uh, I would, I think they would say that like the person who gets their head beat is at least in touch with reality, which if you're anti-trans, you don't think that trans people are in touch with reality. You think they're like delusional or crazy. You think that like fundamentally the state of transness is a, is a representation of mental illness. Whereas getting CTE because you like to box or whatever is you're you're at least aware of the world and you're not um mostly i think the, pe- the the people like they have an issue with giving trans women access to like female spaces i don't think that people would really care if it was cuz people previously haven't really cared they would they'd say that trans people are freaks and we've obviously had trans people for decades um but the the reason that it's becoming such such a contention now is because there's more of a push for acceptance uh, and things- and also, like, the the narrative around children, how early people can transition, accepting not just trans people, but the notion of trans children and children that want to transition or go on hormone blockers or things like that. I think, yeah, I think- that's, that's where it's now reached a real sticking point. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know that the, like, trans people versus, like, athletes hurting themselves is necessarily analogous. I do see some, a, a, a point there with, like, kids because if you've got kids under 18 doing full contact uh sports whether it be combat sports or something like football then i think you've you've got a much stronger argument there but even then i'm not sure that it's perfectly analogous i'd have to i'd have to think about it a little bit more yeah probably not perfectly do you think that kids should be allowed to do combat sports uh yes but i don't know like uh it depends, right? Because, like, in our country, kids doing combat sports are different to, say, in Thailand. Where, yeah, like, those kids rocked. Where they're doing it for real. Like, they're doing real Muay Thai right off the bat. And I think, for the most part here, when kids are being trained and when kids are competing, that it's not at the same kind of level. It's not the same kind of danger. Yeah, and, like, I don't know what the the effects to a developing brain would be if you are getting, like, constant head injuries and stuff like that. And I can't imagine that it's that it's any better than um than a fully developed brain. In fact, it could probably be worse. Also, like if you're still growing, your bones are still growing. I don't know that like the kind of shock that you're getting. Uh, if you if you're like one of those you know twelve year old Muay Thai kids, if you're constantly getting kicked in the legs, that can't be really good for your growth plates. Surely. I mean, a lot of them are short. Yeah, maybe that's it. I've heard that growth plate. Injuries are super painful as well. Like it's it's hard to break them because they're in your they're in your long bones, like your femur and your um, like the the bones in your arms and stuff. But when they do break, it is like really really bad because it's basically like a little fissure that goes along the uh, end of your bone where the 
like it has to separate and then make new bone. So if that micro breaks, fractures, sort of micro fractures are just like any kind of stress or trauma happens to the bone. It just it has to repair and be stronger. You can get something that uh, that Muay Thai guys get as well as they get. I forgot what they're called. They're like it's like calcification in the bone. Basically, you get these stress fractures and it heals, but not in the same way as they're more severe than like a normal uh, stress fracture or something like that, where it it's just it's more calcium, so the bone becomes harder and more rigid. That's how you get to be able to like kick through bats and stuff. Mm. So like a dude who's a kickboxer or a Muay Thai fighter, his his shin bones are literally harder than uh, a normal person's because of all those tiny little stress fractures that are filled up with calcium. But then it means the bones are more brittle, which is stronger br- but more brittle. Stronger but more brittle. I mean, they're harder. They're harder. And being hard means that they don't bend or flex like they should. You should get a little bit of uh, like flexion in a bone, ideally, because it absorbs more force. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I need to strengthen my shins up. I just go outside and kick a telephone pole. Why don't you go outside and just kick people? Yeah. That'd be a good TikTok trend. <laughs> just go Strengthening up. my Muay Thai shins. Yeah. Just, you know, instead of stealing people's dogs or jumping over dwarves, you just, like, run up behind somebody and leg kick them. I've been getting people with a sneaky little leg kick in sparring. That's cool. Leg kick off the off the lead leg and kind of, like, you skip your back leg into where your lead leg is and then lick your lead leg out. So you're developing a style. So it go As soon as we learned that, I was like, oh, this is great. And I don't see anyone else using it. They just use, like, standard, like, lower middle kicks. But this little... Flick off the lead leg. They don't see it coming. My style at the moment is just being really heavy. I need to build up my endurance, but mostly I just focus because I'm like, I think I can I qualify for heavyweight in jujitsu. So, and most of the people that are at my gym, unless they're like really bigger dudes, most of them are lighter than me or smaller than me, or at the very least shorter than me. So I just end up being heavier and I just lay on people. That's my move. I got to get out of heavyweight. Yeah. According to the Australian rules, I'm pretty sure it's like 95 and up. Right. So it's just Are there it's, are there heavyweights at your gym? Um yeah, there's a couple that would probably be around my weight if not heavier. There's one guy who's a box who yeah, he came from boxing and he's a bit shorter than me, but he's a fair bit bigger. Uh You ever sparred with him? Yeah. How he, is he? He hits hard in sparring. That's That's you're not supposed to, but I, I like that. I like being with sparring partners or like holding pads for people who hit really hard because I'm like, look, man, if I can't take it in this context, then how am I going to be able to do a fucking fight? It's probably not good for your head to get hit really hard in sparring, though. Oh, it's not. I mean, yeah, it's not that bad. It's not fucking rocking my head around. Right. He'd get me clean on the nose the other day. I was like, you motherfucker. I just ran, ran in and belted him with a middle kick. I need a dude in the chin by accident when Sweet. I was rolling. He was a purple belt as well. He could have killed me. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, I put my knee up to, like, he was getting on top of me. I was trying to, I put my knee up to block him and I just, like, dinged him in the jaw. And I saw death because he had just been hit and he looked at, he, it's, he, he, like, looked at me like, you just fucking hit me in the chin, dude. Oh, he's hurt. Yeah, it was, it was a, a touch and go moment for a second there because he, not only, he was much stronger than me and then also, like, because he's a purple belt, just, infinitely better with his technique. Mm. 
Love when that happens. Love when I accidentally hurt somebody who's way better at me than a combat sport. Yeah. And they have, they allow me to live. It's a humbling moment. Yeah. You could have just put you in some kind of choke just to, just to show you that it could be done. Yeah. I think that, um, that happened as as well once with a brown belt. Like I, my heel accidentally hit him. Uh, and it's, it, it must be annoying rolling with white belts that don't know what the fuck they're doing. Like their le- arms and legs are flailing around and you just, you have to be gentle with them. Uh, but yeah, I've got a, the fact that heavyweight cuts off at 95 and it's just open from that point, which means if you're not below 95, you could be fighting anyone above 95, anywhere above 95. Nice. So that's bad. You're going to do, <laughs> I need to get out of that category. You're going to do a proper fight at some point. Yeah, of course. You know when? No, I've got no idea. Uh, I need to lose weight. Have you been keeping track of when the next ones will be? Uh, no, I should find out from my teacher. Every now and then he'll mention like, oh, there's one on the weekend or whatever. You should do what I did and just like get in very late, uh, on very late notice and not lose any weight and just see how you go. <laughs> you never know. You might be good. I need to, I'll need to find out from him because with yours, like, because you've got belts, right? So you're competing with other white belts. Yeah. With Muay Thai, I don't think there's a, hey, can I only fight other beginners, please? Yeah, that's a good point. Like, I, So you'll be... You'll be with other heavyweights who are probably... Some of them may just be much better. Yeah. So I need to get better and I need to lose the weight to get um, get under 95 at least. My teacher reckons I should be at 85. I'm like, oh my God, dude. What are you now? Like 110, 115. I think it's doable. It you is should, it's doable. You should run. You should start running. I do need to run. That's what I, that's what I did to lose weight is I just started running. Well, I've cut out alcohol, so that's the first thing. My diet's still a bit of a mess. I have good days and bad days with that. And, uh, yeah, I've got to I, – I do exercise, like, regularly. Like, I work out regularly. I go to Muay Thai regularly, but running needs to be reintroduced into the thing. Your big thing is your meds, isn't it? Yeah, they do. Like, definitely when I stopped taking meds – so when I started, I put on a bunch of weight, then stopped and lost a bunch, then started new ones and put on a bunch. I think that's always going to be a problem, but I can't just blame them when I was drinking a lot, eating a lot of shitty food. You know what I mean? Like there's, yeah. there are other things at play as well. It's not just them, but yeah, they definitely, I don't, yeah, I don't know. We'll see if I can get to 85. I'm just aiming for just below 95 first to get into that um, light heavyweight category. Fair enough. Speaking of light heavyweights, the fight between Yan something or other. Yan Shanan? Shanan? No, no, this guy, Yan Black. I can't read that from here. Blachevich. Oh, Blachevich? Anyway. Something like that. What now? And Alex Perea. Very happy that Alex won, but it was a pretty boring fight. You know, people are saying it's because it was at elevation, like Salt Lake City is at elevation and that was draining everyone, but. I don't know, man. Alex just, I wanted him to do a bit more. He was fighting carefully. Can't really blame him for doing that. The guy that he was fighting was the former champion of that division. And that, oh, wait, yes, yes. This is the guy who was like, um, kept trying to do takedowns. Yeah. Right. So Alex just moved up to this weight class, which is probably more his natural weight class than where he was, which was middleweight, I believe. Um, but it's his first go in the weight class and he's fighting a former champion. Um, he's probably going to fight like a little bit conservatively and he did and it didn't make for the best fight, but he did what he needed to do and he won, hoping to see him get a title shot 
what's funny is, so I was telling you about his like rivalry with Israel Adesanya. They fought each other in kickboxing. Perea beat him in that. Then he took his belt when they moved to UFC, took his belt in middleweight. Then Izzy took it back. And now he's here. The guy that he's beaten, Jan. Yeah. Izzy tried moving up to light heavyweight to fight him for his belt and lost. So people are like, it's so like Perea to not only beat Izzy, but beat the one man that beat Izzy. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Which like someone has to be conscious of that at the UFC when they put that match together that like. Oh yeah. That'll be yeah. like, I, I, that would be a great job actually is like figuring out who fights who just being a matchmaker for people. It'd be amazing. Yeah. When are they going to have an open category? That's what I want to know. I think they still technically have one, but... Is there an open category in UFC? But they just never use it. Or it's like they have super heavyweight, but they never use it. So I guess effectively they don't have it, but... No, I don't see it. I don't see anything on it. Yeah, maybe not. They should, though. But that's how it used to be, right? Yeah, the divisions are strawweight, flyweight, bantamweight, featherweight, lightweight, welterweight, middleweight, light heavyweight, and heavyweight. There is no openweight division. Which there definitely should be. When do we have men versus women? I mean, like, that would be cool. People would have issues with it, but I don't, I don't see a pro- Like, if, the, if you found a way to, uh, like, I don't know, mathematically determine, like, what weight category the woman has to be in and what weight category the man has to be in for it to be fair, yeah. if, you could, if you could figure that out, then there should be no reason apart from whatever hang-ups you might have about a man hitting a woman. But, like, Gabby Garcia, I could definitely see fighting, a, like, a lightweight male. Yeah, or Amanda Nunes. Yeah, Nunes could fight somebody really small. Cause she's, she's a bantamweight. Maybe she could fi- fight a flyweight or something. What was uh, Nunes's weight? Bantam is She's 60? 61 kilos. Yeah. So what's the lightest category for men? Flyweight, which is one below that, I think. She could fight Pantoja. Uh, yeah, Pantoja, there you go. Yeah. What does he weigh? They'd be in their 50s. Um, like 55. Weight 125. Oh, yeah, 56. 57. So like a 61, uh, 61 kilo Nunes versus a 56 kilo Pantoja. I'd watch it. What's the weight difference normally? Like what's, man. Like how much heavier can you be than the other person? Like what are the... I mean, usually they... Both weigh in at or very slightly below the weight. Right. And then it depends how much they change when they rehydrate. That's the thing about weight categories is that they cut to make those weights, then they rehydrate. Okay, so for flyweight, the upper weight limit is 125. And then, so there's like 10 pounds between them. You can be within 10 pounds of... uh... Yeah. So when when you put in like the weight for a a category, it's telling you what the upper limit is. Yeah. Okay, so ten pounds is four kilos, and there's like a what was what did we say? One from sixty one to from sixty one to fit. So that's 56. about fifty six. Yeah, that's about five or six kilos. Yeah, it's five kilos. Yeah, five kilos. That's doable, right? Maybe I'm wrong. Nunes versus Pantoja. Let's go. There has to be other stuff at play, surely. Who's the lightest person in the UFC? There's a strawweight division, or is that just for women? That's for women. Well, I'm sure there are strawweight guys. I'm sure there are guys that qualify for the 115-pound uh, category. Yeah, maybe. 115, that's 52 kilos. If you're a guy and you weigh less than 52 kilos, 
Hit us up. You can fight Amanda Nunes. You can fight, yeah. She's coming out of retirement. She's only fighting dudes. Here's the thing. At what point does that become, She's like, beaten all the women. At what point does that become, like, I don't know, offensive to women to get them to fight, like, much smaller male opponents? Yeah, it's a tough one, which is probably why no one's even trying to approach it, because... Because, like, because there was a... Serena Williams did a... No, not Serena Williams... She did go up against a guy, but it was like, I'm thinking of, um, there was like a, a female a football team, a soccer team who they went up a bunch of like high school boys and they lost, which is obviously embarrassing because you lost to a bunch of high schoolers, but they're male, which means that I guess that's the, that's the point is that they have like a physical advantage. So like at what point does, if getting men to, getting women to fight men, but you make the men much less uh, imp- physically impressive become insulting, where you've just got, like, Amanda Nunes, who's in her 30s, beating up a teenager. <laughs> like, at some point, that does become an insulting proposition, doesn't it? Yeah, for sure. Even if it's, like, a physical match. Because there's th- that's the funny thing about competition, right? So, like, you've got weight classes, and you've got rules, and you've got, you can't, you know, elbow in this way, or headbutt, or whatever... So you've got these things to make... You can't poke someone in the eye. You've got these things to level the playing field and make it fair. But then you do want some kind of competitive edges in there as well. So like Amanda Nunes would make weight, but she was a lot of the time bigger than... The, especially in bantamweight. In featherweight, she fought some bigger women. Bigger than her, I mean. Um, but in bantamweight, like she just has these physical advantages of being longer and wider and just like heavier than the women that she's wailing on. So you've got like this this weird balance between like leveling the playing field but also keeping things competitive and allowing competitive edges to come through. I'd be okay with Gabby Garcia who's 95 kilos. Um, That's crazy. Fighting 125 pound. That's crazy. Well, it's not the same but... Mackenzie Dern has beaten Gabby Garcia in jiu-jitsu. And Mackenzie Dern, I'm pretty sure, is a strawweight, if not a flyweight. She's 115 pounds at 52 kilos. So she's a strawweight. Yeah. She beat her at jiu-jitsu, but obviously Gabby's advantage is going to be... I will. Oh, that's... Because I will say, like, it's a bit of a UFC meme, which I enjoy, that uh, Mackenzie Dern has got a fucking ass on her. And there were some earlier fights of hers where she was fighting at flyweight and she thicked up in all the right ways. So those four to five kilos found a good home. Yeah. Like, um, but look- yeah, watching her beat someone, so she would have been like 50-ish kilos, watching her beat someone who's almost 100 kilos in jiu-jitsu is fucking unreal. Yeah, man. And it's like, I don't know, the fights that I've seen of Gabby, she's not... She's not that good. She's not that good technically, no, but I don't know that she needs to be. No, she's strong. So when you've got people like her, you may as well just let her fight in maybe like two weight categories down in the male division. Yeah, how do you figure it out? It is about adjusting adjusting the you parameters just, you just, just the right amount. You just do enough freak fights, like a, enough like freak show fights, and then you, you figure out the maths from there. So like if you put her in one weight category down and she gets rocked, and it's like, all right, we'll try two next time, and we'll figure it out as we go. That's what this sport is about, Dylan. It's about trial and error. Yeah, maybe in the 90s they should have tried stuff like that. When UFC the, has lost touch with its roots. When, when it was the Wild West in the 90s, they should have tried that shit. That's why we need a new league of gender-neutral fighting. Mm. What if it was, uh, like, women, but they get weapons? So you get, like, 
pro stick fighters from some weird part of Asia where they still do stick fighting. The WWW League, Women with Weapons. Yeah, that'd be good. Vietnamese stick fighting. There you go. That's what uh, fucking Rambo was doing in Rambo 3, stick fighting. <laughs> that's what the movie was called, Rambo 3, stick fighting. <laughs> no, that's, that's when uh, like the colonel or whatever, he discovers him. He's like doing stick fighting in the, in the slums of, of Vietnam. If you get some female stick fighters, you get this lady going up against just a regular guy, a regular male UFC fighter. He's not allowed to use the sticks. He's having to check the sticks like they're kicks against his shins. Oh, yeah, I would watch that. I would watch the shit out of that. Wonderful. If you're a fight fan and you'd like to pitch a, uh, a freak show fight, why not... Why not uh, Get in touch with us on one of our many social medias. Yeah, send us your matchmaking. We want to see your matchmaking skills. Yeah. I'm, I'm going Nunez Pantojov. That's just because that's, you know, the, the male in the category below her. But maybe you can come up with something more exciting than that. Yeah, why don't you tweet us at APFM Why don't official. you X us? Yes, X us at, uh, at APFM official. Just give me a second while I check if that's the correct handle. Yes, it is. At APM official on X... Dot com. Tell us what your matchups <laughs> would be. Meet us on x.com. Yeah. <laughs> um, the yeah. new cool place where everybody's talking. Yeah. Tell us tell us what matches you'd make and uh, what alterations you'd make to the fight. And while you're doing that, meet us at patreon.com slash a podcast for men, which is where we upload a bonus episode every week that we upload. There's a free episode. And there's a bonus episode. This has been the free one, so you're welcome. Uh, but if you want to hear the premium one, head over to patreon.com slash a podcast for men. And that's it. Thank you. See ya. Bye.